0: You're listening to the Bright City Church Podcast. To hear more about our gatherings, groups, and what's going on in the life of our church, visit brightcity.church or follow Bright City Church on Instagram. Today's message is from Pastor Nick. We've seen our world change without a moment's notice. In every situation where we once felt in control, we were suddenly faced with the realization that we absolutely were not. Businesses closed. Schools closed. The place where we rest, work, and play all shifted. Just when we thought we were at the end of ourselves, the pandemic stretched on and the sheltering continued. As we faced not only the loss of our fun, but many of us found ourselves without the foundational necessities that made life doable. We watched our loved ones battle for their lives. We were faced with our fragility forced to realize that we do not hold all the power over health, life, death, and breath. The last year and a half took our admiration of others and the weight was added to our shoulders. We watched our neighbors and loved ones pick political sides. What was once united under the blood of the Lamb became divided by a donkey and an elephant. We lost the sense of unity found at the feet of the cross and picked up the fight in our feeds. Names of image bearers killed by racism and hate become household reminders of what has remained in our midst for generations Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Speaking of religion, the church continually let us down. Pastor after pastor, leader after leader, secrets become public, and the public becomes tired of secrets. In the worry, anxiety, burdens, uncertainty, fears, and brokenness, where can we run to? His name is Jesus. He is alive, ruling, and reigning. And here is what he says to us. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you. How to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The tomb is empty. The wait is over. So what are we waiting on?
1: In the beginning, we opened up with a video, and part of that video. Uh, was asking some questions, and they were kind of some questions that I had been wrestling through. Maybe you heard it and you were wrestling through the same thing, and kind of what I would love to do is I want to just kind of reiterate those questions and revisit the questions, Uh, but also I just want to extend an invitation this morning, Um, and the invitation that I'm extending to us as a people being here in this place is I want to extend the invitation of taking everything that you are carrying all the weight that you have been carrying all this year, all the things that you're holding onto, all the stress, all the worry. And I'm inviting us this morning to trade it in for the wonder of the resurrection. Okay. So it's like a like a used car salesman like coming in and I'm like, hey, let me, you know, what do you want? Okay, you want a used car? All right, let me tell you what I can do for you today. And it's not me doing, it it is the power of Jesus. But I just want to be clear before we go any further that there is an opportunity before us because if I remember this year correctly and I think back to that video and I think back to the questions of the video, one of the first questions was, Are you tired? It's like, man, I'm I'm tired on the regular. Like, I this this year was a lot. Anybody else like that? Oh, Lord have mercy. Is anybody else like that? All right. Maybe you're tired now. You're like, I can't even. I'm, I'm so tired right now. I, I had one cup of coffee and I needed two cups to properly celebrate the resurrection this morning and I didn't get the two cups. Anybody else feeling worn out? Yes. Worn out. You're like, man, I just... I open that news app one more time and, you know, if I get on that social media platform one more time, if I, you know, if whatever it is, man, are you, are you worn out? Only most of the day for me. Uh, is anyone burned out? You're like, man, this, this whole like experiment of mankind and and all the things like what's, what's happening here? Are we heading in the right direction? Um, maybe maybe it's it's okay if this is it. Hey, we're we're all friends here, right? We're all friends? No? Okay, never mind. I don't wanna I don't want to be else friend anyway. Anyone else burned out on religion? Oh man. So I would love to take credit for these questions, but it's Jesus. Jesus is asking those questions because I think he looked at his people 2,000 years ago and he's like, hey, I know what's ahead. And then so when he says this 2,000 years ago and he says it for 2020 and as we're standing in 2021, I think Jesus is looking at his people and he's saying, hey, I, I know you're carrying some weight. Like I, I, you are feeling the anxiety, you're feeling the worry, you are feeling the pressure of it all. Like I look at you and I see you and I think that you are carrying some weight. And so I want to give you some good news. And if you're not one that's carrying weight, you're like, oh, I don't get weighed down on things. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy kill. You know, I'm good to go. And there's this part of us that thinks that we have to hold it all together. Right. And so you're doing the perfect show. You're like, oh, everything's good. It's great. Like that's what It means to be a Christian in the South, right? Like your voice gets higher and you say, Y'all, and everything's good and everything's fine. And sometimes we just crack under it all because we're so tired of holding it together. We're so tired of trying to be perfect all the time. Does anyone else feel like that? And so Jesus gives us these words He says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? And he gives us this wonderful invitation. He says, come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. Anyone looking for life, you're like, I don't know where it is, I just want some. Is that a new drink? I'll drink it. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. How amazing is that invitation in light of this last year? Like, Jesus is kind of like, you know when people, like, say something to you, and it's like, are you reading my email? Like, did you... Like, did someone tell you that I was going through, like, Jesus is looking into the depths of our souls, and he's like, hey, I've seen this year, and I've seen you walk through this year, and I've seen those moments when you're tired. I've seen those moments when you're weary. I've seen those moments when you're burned out. I've seen those moments when you are weighted like you cannot go on anymore, and here's what I'm extending to you. I'm not extending a quick fix like the world wants to do it. Like, anyone read the, like, five steps to like how to not feel that way anymore. Like, anyone read that book? Like, I think we're over those books. And so, Jesus is looking at his children and he's saying, Hey, I want to extend an invitation to you. I see that you're carrying that weight. I see that you can't go on any longer. And so, I, Jesus, want to invite you to come to me because if you can come to me and you could fix your eyes on me, and if you can take the invitation of walking with me and following me and looking at me and learning from me, then the Weight will fall off, and here's the most beautiful thing about that: is not only are is the weight going to fall off, you're going to take that weight, and you are going to exchange it for the wonder of the resurrection. And so, I think that's the invitation and the opportunity that we have before us this morning. Uh, Recently, I was reading the moments of the resurrection, and I think it's so easy for us to kind of view Easter this side of what happened, but I was just trying. I was like, God, I need new eyes. Help me see this. Um, I have always read the resurrection story wrong. So when you read here in John, it says early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And so when, when she enters into this moment and she's going like, I've always read that as if Mary Was going to like hide the Easter eggs for the other disciples. Like, has anyone had an Easter egg hunt yet? Like, we had one out on the lawn here earlier. And so, like, you know, you gotta have the chosen few that are committed enough to not break open the eggs and eat the candy, but actually hide them, right? And then there's the chosen few that come in after them, and they get to find the eggs and fight over the eggs and break open the eggs and just eat the candy and leave the eggs in the lawn. Like, anyone else experienced that? Just my kids? Like, that's the nature of an Easter egg hunt. And so when I've always read this story in this moment in the account of the resurrection— I always read it as if Mary had her junk together and she was preparing the party for everyone else. Like she's laying out the peeps, she's dressed in the pastels, she's hiding the eggs and then she's going to get the disciples. Does anyone have someone like that in their family? Like they do it all for the party. We have my mother-in-law in our family, like she holds it down. Like you come to her house, you've got the name tag, you have a dyed colored egg to your specifications. Like it's, it's like a thing. And so I've always read this moment as if it was a celebratory moment, but one thing encouraged me as I was reading it again this year is this moment was not necessarily celebratory. This moment was actually very, very heavy because what happened was is my eyes were open, and it wasn't that Mary was going to hide the eggs for the boys. It was that she was carrying the grave clothes, like she was ready to bury Jesus. Like she was ready to finally say goodbye to Jesus. And, and in this moment, it hit me that one of the most amazing things about Easter is you get to come to the tomb and you get to look inside and you are carrying all the weight of the world. But when you see that tomb is empty and when you hear Jesus call your name, as Jesus calls Mary's name, the weight falls off. So what kind of weight were they carrying? Like, they were carrying the grief of a friend, right? Anyone lose someone this year? I mean, we've seen a lot of people lose people this year. Anyone sad? Like, anyone have something that just didn't work out for them? Like, they thought it would? Like, maybe it was a trip or a relationship or, or whatever. Like, it was... Just extreme sadness, discouragement, disappointment. Like we probably everyone had something planned this year. It was like, well, that is not going to work out. Somebody should have gave me the heads up on that. You know, I can't help uh, Peter and John come a little later in this account. And they come to the the tomb after Mary goes and gets them. Like I wonder, just go with me. I wonder if Peter heard Mary say that the tomb is empty and even though in his like depths of his heart wanted to like run and see if it was true, I wonder if he paused and realized that he was so full of shame and guilt that he couldn't run, that he couldn't go there, that he had a check in his spirit. Like, and so when you're, you're trying to follow Jesus through this madness of what is 2020 and into 2021, Like, sometimes we just don't follow like we want to, right? Like Peter, like, Lord, I will never forsake you. I'm going to be with you until the end. See you later. Anyone have a friend like that? No, don't raise your hand because they might be sitting next to you. Like, can you imagine, like, Peter being filled with that much confidence and how he's going to walk with Jesus until the very end and then bails on him in the last minute? Like, I'm I'm sure Mary's like, the tomb's empty. And it's like, I'm running the other way because if Jesus is coming out, then he's coming for me. But shame and guilt probably filled his heart. Maybe there was a doubt. Like, oh my gosh, like, have you ever invested some time into something? Like, they followed this guy for three and a half years. They followed him. Some of the people left family businesses and sold all that they had. And so when Jesus is buried into that tomb, do you think that they felt the weight of really, really, really large regret? Like, "Oh man, I did, what was I thinking? Like I put it all on red, and red didn't work out. And so when they come to the tomb in that morning, it was not the resurrection celebration that I always thought. It was them coming to put the final touches. On Jesus' burial, but actuality, it was Jesus inviting them to trade in the weight that they were feeling for the wonder of the resurrection. And so my question to you is, what have you been weighed down with this year? I mean, we've all felt it. Like, we are human. Like, we are made to feel things. We are made in his image. And so when things don't go right it is really, really disheartening. And so when we ask that question, what are you carrying and what do you feel weighed down on? Here's the bigger question is, are you willing to trade it for the wonder of the resurrection? Because here's what I see, is I see the moment that Jesus comes out of that tomb is the moment that they can realize or that we can realize the good news and that the good news is is that we're not able to carry the things that we try to carry in life and Jesus is the only one able to carry those things in life because Jesus is the only one that carried that cross up the hill, right? Like he's the only one qualified to carry it. Like he's the only one qualified to hang on on a tree for you and I. And here is the most beautiful thing, because if you're like me, you're like, okay, cross, okay, he can carry that, and I just, I just don't know if I can trust him with everything. Well, the good news is, as far as I know, Jesus is the only one that got out of the grave. Jesus is the only one that is ruling and reigning in heaven and at the right hand of the ascended God. He is there. He is with the Father. He is on the throne. He is alive. He is alive indeed. And he is the only one able to carry our future because he's the only one that's proven that he can carry it all, including death. I mean, how amazing is that? And so we get to take everything that we are carrying, the weight of it all, and we get to say, Jesus, I cannot carry it anymore. I'm not qualified to carry it anymore. You said, come to me, all who are weary, and I'm just being honest, I am weary. Not only am I weary, I am worried. Not only am I worried, I am anxious. Not only am I anxious, I'm discouraged, I'm defeated, and I am sitting in some despair, and you are the only one. Who can carry it and so that's what's on the table and here's the most beautiful thing about jesus is he will not bully you and i into giving us his the worry that we have he's not going to bully us to give him the weight that we're carrying like he's not going to bully us but he is always there saying hey come to me whenever you are ready but if you're like me it's not necessarily when i'm ready it's like when i'm tired like oh I can't go on anymore. <laughs> I'm I just can't do it anymore. And even in those moments, even when we think that we got it, even when we think that we can carry it a little longer. Jesus is like, "Hey, I'm I'm still here." How amazing is the love of Jesus? Like how amazing is it? He is so patient with us. He is so kind. Have you, like, I, my kids, like, th- my daughter's, like, literal first words were not da dad but, like, I do it. Like, I'm telling you those were the first words out of her mouth. People don't believe that. But, like, literal first words out of her mouth were I do it. And I think sometimes I approach God like I do it, right? And he doesn't say good luck. He doesn't say see you later. He doesn't say, oh, that'll be fun to watch because that's what I'm thinking. Like when my daughter says I do it, it's like, oh, (laughs) you'll come back and I will be here (laughs) waiting. And I won't even say I told you so. I'll just give you the eyes. Like I can just give you the I told you so eyes. And the father is looking at you and I with love. No, I told you so's. He does say it's finished. He doesn't say I told you so. He says, come to me. I think we have an amazing opportunity to practice the resurrection. We have an amazing opportunity to say, like, all right, here's where the rubber meets the road. If the tomb is empty, then the weight is off my shoulders. I don't have to carry it anymore. I don't have to carry it anymore. He is the only one qualified to defeat death. And therefore, he is the only one qualified to carry the weight of it all. And so we get to say, you know what? Worry, I'm not carrying it anymore. I've got an empty tomb. I've got a resurrected Jesus. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit. I've got Jesus at the right hand of the Father saying, come to me. And he promises me some sort of like vacation rest release thing that's happening. Not the like... I'm tired, so I'm going to watch Netflix. And then you before you know it, you've watched like 10 shows. Is that just me? You're like, oh, I thought that was rest. And your like, eyes are like watering and glazed over. Like he is promising you and I real releasing rest. How amazing is that? The good news of the resurrection is that the weight is over. You don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to carry the hopes the dreams, the expectations. You don't have to hold it all together. You don't have to be everything to everyone. You don't have to do any of that anymore because Jesus is inviting you and I to come to him, to fix our eyes on him, walk with him, and he's going to be side, and, side by side, step in step with you and I. The weight is over. We don't have to carry it anymore. Another amazing thing that happens in the resurrection is not only is the weight of what we've been carrying over, the weighting of being who you and I were created to be is over. And I think too often we are just kind of in this place where we're like wanting someone to give us permission to be who we've been created to be. like, And so we listen to the podcast and we read the book and we're like, just she or he they get me, and they understand me, and I just am waiting for this permission to be who i'm supposed to be, and I just really want to feel freed up to be who i'm supposed to be and One of the things I love the most about the resurrection story is i I feel like Jesus saw the tension in the disciples' eyes, like I think he saw the tension of that moment, I think he saw that they were wanting permission, I think he saw that they were waiting on something, and so all of a sudden Jesus looks at them and he says, "Peace." be with you. As the Father is sending me, or has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them, because this was obviously before COVID, right? We don't breathe on anyone right now. But he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And so when Jesus is saying this, one of the things I love about this passage, and one of the things I love about this verse, is I think you and I are on the hunt for peace, right? Right? Like we want that inner peace, that inner tranquility that like you see the person like crossing their legs and holding their fingers out and like there's something in the hum. Like I even downloaded this app that's like called Pause because I'm like, all right, the peace has got to be in the app. Like it's got to be there, Lord, please let it be there. And so I'm like listening to it by myself and I'm like, Somebody walks in here, they're going to think I'm a wingnut. Like, what what is happening? And so I think we crave that peace. But the most beautiful thing about peace is we cannot find peace apart from the purpose and the power that God has extended you and I through the resurrection of Jesus. If you are looking for peace, then you have to come back to the purpose. And here is the most beautiful thing about the purpose that we've been given. We have been created to be like him to a world who desperately needs him. I think we can all agree that the world needs more of Jesus, right? Well, would we agree that we are his answer to the world needing more of Jesus? When you know who you are in Christ and what he's released you to do in this world, there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. How amazing is that? Like when you know that you have been purposed by the resurrected Jesus and filled with his power, then there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And even when it comes to that power, how many of you are tired of doing it in your own power? In the resurrection, it reminds us over and over again that there is a greater power that you have access to. We have the resurrection power that is at work in and through you and I. One of the most uh, amazing things about this passage is it's the second time someone breathes on someone. I don't know. I think it's like the heightened like mass COVID thing where I'm like, oh, let me watch where people breathe on people like that's Let's look in there and see what's happening. When, when God created Adam, what did he do? He breathed into him. Right. That was life life came in that moment. And so when he is breathing on the disciples in this moment, he's like, hey, I know that y'all are looking for life. I know that y'all have been carrying all this weight. I know that you're waiting on something. And now in the name of Jesus, I want you to receive the new life. I mean, this is the miracle of Jesus is that we get to exchange the old life and we get to walk in the new life we always want a new start, right? Like that's why sort of why we like January 1st. It's like new start. You've like been holding on to this one goal since January 2nd. And you're like, oh, I can't start until January 1st next year. Right? Anybody else? You're like, I just, I can't do it. Or if you like Tuesday, you're like, I think I'll start that Monday. And then you like go crazy in the weekend. It's like, Ooh, food. Let's do this. Like You you feel like you have to leave it all on the floor because we all love a new beginning. And Jesus is looking at the disciples and he says, hey, you want peace? You want a new beginning? Here it is. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you purpose. I'm giving you power. Now receive the peace. If you want a new life, his name is Jesus, and you can have it at any moment. How amazing is that? We have an amazing opportunity in the resurrection. And it is not pastels and peeps, although those things are very amazing and have their place. We have permission to walk in the power and presence of God. And we have permission to live out our purposes on this earth for his glory. Like, how amazing is that? Like, he invites you and I to represent him to a world that desperately needs him. Like, when you woke up this morning and when you stumbled in here and you're like, it's Easter, mom's gonna call, she's gonna wanna know I'm in church. Like, I gotta make sure I'm there because she's gonna call. And you cannot lie to mama on Easter, amen? Like, you cannot do that. But through all of that, you come in here and you find out, That there's this guy named Jesus who is still living and he wants to take the weight that you have been carrying for God knows how long and he wants to hold it. He wants to give you a new way of living, a way that is full of rest, a way that brings you so much life. And then he's like, oh, wait, there's more, right? Like we've all seen those infomercials. Oh, wait, there's more. And then he says, hey. Not only am I going to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Not only am I going to carry everything that you are worrying about on my shoulders. Not only am I going to carry all the anxiety. Not only am I going to carry all the things that you see in this world. I am going to breathe on you power and purpose. That is who he is. His name is Jesus And he wants you and I to come to him. Because when we come to him, that's when the weight falls off. And that's when we don't stand around like we need permission to be who we've been called to be and created to be. And then we realize that we have been unleashed to live in the way of Jesus to a world that desperately needs him. How amazing is that? That, I don't know about you, but that is way more than I bargained for when I was walking through life. And I pray that I pray that it is way more than you realize you bargain for when it comes to life. The wait is over, and we don't need to wait anymore on permission to be who God's created us to be. I want to close out, and I want to read that invitation one more time. And I just want you to hang on every word. And here's the deal. It is either true or it's not true. But if it's true, here is what Jesus says to you and I. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Not a fake rest, but a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. How amazing is it that we're not alone? We're not alone. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening in to Bright City. If this was encouraging, we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're an owner at Bright City, you can give online at brightcity.church or on Venmo to Bright City. Before you go, we'd love to speak this benediction from Matthew 5 over you. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
1: We love you, Bright City.